Now I want to skateboard with intention through Mars and do a sick flip on the way out. There you go. There you go. Yeah. The X Games goes galactic. (laughs) Welcome to the Galactic X Games, also known as Dead Planet Society. This is a podcast where we imagine what would happen if we were given cosmic powers to rearrange the universe. I'm Chelsea White, Senior News Editor at New Scientist. And I'm Leah Crane, Physics and Space Reporter at New Scientist. And today, we're talking about destroying a planet. But only mostly destroying it. And we're not discriminating. Any planet will do. (laughs) And we don't necessarily want to wreck it entirely. We just want to bore a hole straight through the middle. Yeah, so big, small, doesn't matter. Rocky, gas giant, (laughs) who cares? Let's go get one of these suckers. Yeah, we got to figure out which planets it would be possible to drill through. And that's probably not going to be Earth, right? For like a lot of reasons? Yeah, almost definitely not Earth. But we'll get into that in a little bit when we talk about what it would be like to drill this big old tunnel and how we could get it to stay open. But the planets are all different and this is really complicated. So we got some expert help. Right. So we spoke with Baptiste Journeau from the University of Washington, and we'll bring him in a little bit later. Yeah, but right now we've got some information from Constantine Batigan from Caltech, who talked a bit about what the best planet to drill through might be. You'd have the best chance of actually drilling a hole through Mars. Because like, if you take think about the Earth, right, eventually you'll reach the liquid core, the liquid iron core. And then you're going to have to worry about the fact that it's liquid, so it's hard to drill a hole through liquid. Okay, so we want to pick the smallest one without a magnetic field. Yeah. Because no magnetic field means no moving liquid metal in the middle. That's right. So Mercury's magnetic field is much more complicated. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, But I, I think Mars is a good, good bet for this. I mean, I'm on board. I've always wanted to shoot Mars, but it seems like we might have a hell of a time trying to get through the rock. Yeah, that's why Baptiste said we might want to aim for something a little bit smaller. Digging a hole through a planet is incredibly hard or near impossible (laughs) if you think really, you know, about the physics of it. (laughs) So literally the smaller, the better, as you know, as as you might expect. Is the smaller, the better simply because there's less distance to go or less gravity or all of it? Actually, none of the above. The main problem is temperature. Because as soon as you start to go below the surface of a planet, there's going to be remnant heat from the formation of that planet. Very quickly, you're going to rise to temperatures that are way above the melting temperature of metals. So you would just literally melt <laughs> the, you know, like the, the boring bits that you use. So that's the main issue. Okay, so our machinery would melt. <laughs> yeah, everything. I mean, before it would melt, it would probably act like Play-Doh. You know, you would start to dig in, but eventually you would get like so hot that even metals will start to become soft. And they will just like, yeah, become like uh, very almost gooey. So <laughs> okay. okay, so if we're using anything metal to drill this hole, it's going to become yeah. gumby and then yeah. melt. <laughs> I mean, just to get things, you know, like if we actually look at real things that happen, we actually tried to dig a hole, the deepest possible hole in um, Siberia. The Kola Super Deep Borehole. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's the Kola Super Deep Borehole. And they went all the way down to roughly 12 kilometers. 
So 12 kilometers, that may seem a lot, but it's so small compared to the entire thickness of the Earth. That is like closer to 6,300 kilometers. So we didn't even pass the crust. We were still inside the crust. We didn't even punch through the first very thin layer of the Earth. We didn't even enter the mantle because the crust is roughly 30 kilometers in that area. And they had to stop mostly because of temperature. Because oh. like the drill bits would just get de destroyed. I wonder, I mean, I guess you have the same problem, but as much as smaller is better seems like the obvious choice. It also seems like gas is easier to get through than rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Would a gas gas planet be easier for a little bit and then much worse or? <laughs> Pro pretty much. Like, I mean, the, the problem of gas is that it doesn't stay in place. So if you dig a hole, then the gas that are next to it are just going to replace the gas that you just removed. But if you were to imagine that you're pretty able to apply a force field that just keeps the keeps the gas from going in. Yeah, or we just leave a tunnel behind us. Here you go. We, we, we have this magic power and we can just keep whatever we remove from the hole from being replaced from the, by the gas that is next to it. Uh, very quickly, you're going to run into it the exact same type of problems, which is mostly temperature. Because on planets like Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and Neptune, even though the surface is really cold and you know you have the cloud deck and then you get to higher pressures, the main problem is that the temperature is rising very quickly. So very fast you're gonna pass the melting point of you know lead or aluminum, all like the other humans. metals. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and humans, and humans, and humans. That's actually one of the things I tell in my class is that what happens if you just drop someone in Jupiter. First, they would probably suffocate because, you know, you can't really breathe the atmosphere. But after this, while you fall, yeah, you're going to literally get cooked and eventually you will dissolve in what we call metallic hydrogen. So it's like hydrogen that is so compressed that it becomes metallic and it's so hot that it can dissolve pretty much everything. And so you would just like dissolve things in the planet before it even reach even halfway through the planet, you will get totally you become dissolved the that. gas planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, gas and ice planet are, are kind of, um, it's not a realistic description for what most of the volume is. Okay. There is gas at the exterior, but very quickly you become fluid because you pass this point, the thermodynamical point that we call the critical point where you cannot make the distinction between gas and liquids because you're too high pressures and too high temperatures. And most of uh, Jupiter and Saturn, for example, are mostly in this like super, super high pressure, super high temperature fluid state. So they're more like fluid planets rather than gas planet. Uh, so the temperature we're talking about, I mean, the very quickly you get into the thousands of Kelvin, but at the center you can get to, yeah, tens of thousands of Kelvin. I think it's around like 30,000 Kelvin or something like that. So even if we were able to dig through and leave a sort of slide behind us of openness, the tunnel would be a really unpleasant place to hang out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it would be a terrible place. Actually, if you have a tunnel, very quickly you will reach, you know, a place with this type of temperature and they would actually glow because you know of uh, you know any, anything that is hot emits a black body radiation and so but because it's hotter than the surface of the sun it would shine brighter than the surface of the sun so you would have like a hole that is emitting a bunch of light probably 
Do you think, okay, but would the light come out either end? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's sounding more fun now. You would have like a (laughs) very, very expensive uh, torchlight. (laughs) (laughs) So it would be blindingly bright. Yeah, very impractical. (laughs) Thousands of degrees. Yeah. I mean, like at like at thirty thousand Kelvin, which is the temperature at the center, yeah, you you would get like most of the radiation, like most of the light coming from it would probably be in the ultraviolet, but you will still have a lot of light coming from the visible spectra, so it will be very very bright. Yeah, so you have this extra bright spot coming from the tunnel, probably. <laughs> so you'd be blind. And cooked, but let's say yeah. I jumped in and dissolved and dissolved and dissolved. But You'd be soup. <laughs> if I wasn't soup, and I jumped in, would I also get stuck in that bad, awful middle place? Like, would the gravity sort of like pull me in? Even if I got going pretty fast and overshot it, wouldn't it kind of yank me back, and I would end up stuck? So let's take the idea of like we have a hole through a planet. And uh, you're not cooked, you're not burnt or whatever. <laughs> but you drop from the same altitude as the surface and just fall through the entire the entire planet. So every planet is different and the evolution of the gravitational pull with distance to the center can either increase or decrease when you get closer. So for example, on Earth, the gravitational attraction is pretty much the same until you reach like the core of the Earth, and then it starts to decrease. For planets like Jupiter or Saturn, the gravity actually increases as you go down because you get closer to the high density areas of the planet. So if you have like, you know, super high density areas, it will actually attract you more. So if you were to just fall through that that thing, what's gonna happen is gonna accelerate. And the more you fall, the, you know, like the more acceleration you get. And so you, you arrive at the center with an incredible speed. So Constantine had thoughts about this, too. I asked him if I would go all the way through and sort of pop out the other side and land on the surface, or if I would get caught in the middle by gravity and sort of fling back and forth forever. At the center, there's zero gravitational acceleration because there's, there's no mass interior to you. But what would happen is you would fall in, you'd accelerate, you'd reach maximum speed as you go through the center, and you'd come out the other side. I mean, it's 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 just like half pipe, right? Like if you're if you're going down the half pipe on a skateboard, right? You're going fastest at the bottom where it's flat, right? And then you come up to the other side of the half pipe, and you're not going very fast at all, which is why you can do whatever you guys like to do on the half pipe. And if I'm not jumping through with intention, then I'm just going to end up sort of wobbling back and forth, just like I would if I didn't drop into the half pipe with intention. <laughs> okay, but now I want to skateboard with intention through Mars and do a sick flip on the way out. I mean, there you go. There you go. Yeah. The X Games goes galactic. <laughs> I love it. This was the would be the worst slide ever. Yeah, it would be very unpleasant. I mean, that would be really fun for the first five minutes, maybe. <laughs> That's longer than I expected. Yeah, after that, it becomes very unpleasant, but it's going to be very unpleasant for a very short amount of time. So you know, <laughs> Right, and then you're dead. <laughs> it's not going to be a very long torture. Not, you know, you'll be cooked very quickly. I mean, like the temperature in Earth, for example, 
in the crust increased by 30 Celsius per kilometer. So, you know, like after two, three kilometers, you will already be above boiling point of water. So you yeah, literally like boil out and cook out after the first three kilometers. So, you know, and it's really close to the surface. I think even just the first kilometer sounds like yeah. enough for me. That's a lot of heat. <laughs> okay, so let's say we're not jumping in because of we don't want to die. <laughs> Um, then we don't have to keep the tunnel open, so it seems like a gas giant might be an easier target. Because I can imagine myself burrowing through gas more easily than the liquid iron core of a planet. I mean, you'd be burrowing through metallic hydrogen, so it would be not not too different after all, right? Like the moment you go down, I think it was point. 82 of the Jupiter radius, or point 0.92 point is like pretty close. If you start going inside Jupiter, pretty quickly you reach a situation where hydrogen becomes a metal. And the interior pressure, of course, in Jupiter is larger than inside the Earth. It's sort of at the tens of megabars level. Just to interject here, a megabar is a unit of pressure that's about a million times the atmospheric pressure at sea level on Earth. Every once in a while, you get a reminder that a gas giant is maybe a bit of a misnomer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's made out of hydrogen, but hydrogen goes metallic under high pressure. But what if you didn't go straight through the center? What if you, like, did a glancing blow, like, sort of through mm -hmm. the upper parts of Jupiter? Like, would it still be... I, I'm having a hard time picturing punching a hole through gas in general, but would it be possible to keep something open? I mean... It's like being in an airplane, right? And also Galileo had a probe that sort of did this. Galileo, not the person, but uh, Galileo, the spacecraft, dropped in a probe into Jupiter. And, you know, that's how we sort of know some of the abundances in the, in the atmosphere. So, yeah, it's a lot like being in an airplane. Yeah, I feel like the glancing blow is really like if we were to do a glancing blow through the, the center of Earth, that's just like a water line. Like, those exist. We got tunnels. You've been on a train? That's a glancing blow yeah, yeah. through Earth. In fact, I think from now on, we should we should rename all tunnels to glancing blows. Yes, correct. Through the Earth. Like, you know, it's, it's like, imagine you're driving, right? And uh, whatever your Siri or Google Maps is like, and now in, execute a glancing blow to the Earth for 0.1 miles. Yeah, it's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. I'm just traveling through the center of the Earth. <laughs> it's, I like, like it. Like the center? No, just, you know, a little bit below the surface. Yeah, I like it. I like it. This is good. <laughs> we have a special offer for our listeners. You can get four weeks of New Scientist free, followed by a monthly subscription price of $9.99. That's in dollars or pounds. You'll get unlimited access to our website and app, plus subscriber benefits, including newsletters, essential guides, and invitations to subscriber-only events. Go to newscientist.com slash offer to start your free month of New Scientist now. So my other thought, if we're not maintaining this borehole, is that I could just burrow through something icy, like Pluto, like inside of a heated drill bit or something. Probably. Yeah, on Pluto. But could a person live inside something hot enough to burrow through Pluto, but not too hot to cook you? <laughs> so the main advantage of Pluto is that it is so cold. The surface is like around 30 Kelvin. You know, even a human at the surface, by just the body heat that we produce, would actually sink through. 
You yourself just... are the drill bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're yourself at the drill bit. <laughs> I mean, until you actually emit enough heat that your body temperature starts to cool down <laughs> and then you just like freeze in place. Mm. So yeah, I mean, that would be a very terrible way to to die actually, like drop someone <laughs> at the surface of Pluto and see them, them like slowly sink. Yeah, like slowly sink uh, through the surface <laughs> and eventually disappear and being recovered by, you know, nitrogen ice, for example. Buried alive uh, inside. Yeah, Pluto. because like uh, on, on Pluto, we have uh, different types of ice because it's so cold that you know, we've we've all heard that liquid nitrogen is really cold, and we probably most seen the liquid nitrogen. So the solid nitrogen is even colder. And so if you're to put like just a human, you know, like a human body, even in a spacesuit, the temperature of it will be enough to sublimate the nitrogen. So you would just like literally sublimate yourself through until a certain depth, and then yeah, you will get cool enough, and mm-hmm. you, you will probably get stuck there. But Pluto is an interesting test case because. We were talking about how other planets would get too hot. Do we think Pluto would get very hot at its center as well? I mean, the temperature eventually will get too hot. That's guaranteed. But it's like, at what depth? <laughs> That's the main question I have. So, yeah, probably the first 300 kilometers would be okay. You know, like, at 300 kilometers, we could be uh, close to room temperature. You build a little house oh. 300 kilometers under the surface of Pluto. <laughs> I mean, you would still be at uh, super high pressure. So it might be yeah. like, it, it would be better for like a deep, uh, deep sea fishes. Oh, it will be very okay. comfortable there. <laughs> okay. It will be temperate for them. So we have to send a whale on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, a, like, like, like a sperm whale would be very happy there probably. Okay, heat up the sperm whale, send him to Pluto. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's super cheap. <laughs> Small rockets. Yeah, just a tiny project. Yeah, yeah, like the sperm whale space program. You just build a really big catapult, big trebuchet, chuck a whale to Pluto. In like a little water capsule that's warm. <laughs> See how far we can get it into the planet. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many left, so maybe we should leave the sperm whale alone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we should be nice to them. But I think, you know, that would be like the most historic sperm whale. They would go down in sperm whale history. Yeah, they could repopulate. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. (laughs) yeah. But like, so when when you go through Pluto, you get to a possible ocean. And at the bottom of the ocean, it's probably going to be around room temperature. But after you go below this, you'll probably hit the um, kind of a rocky core, probably. Mm -hmm. And this rocky core, actually, the temperature will rise much faster. So that's once you get to the rocky core, then it actually starts to become uh, too high to be comfortable. <laughs> you know how like fishing lakes are repopulated with fish? They basically mm-hmm. have like a big cannon that they shoot salmon out of. Mm-hmm. Feels like we could do that in this situation. Just shoot a bunch of, large whales. Bunch of fish. If they're not living at the bottom, then they don't even necessarily need to be whales, right? <laughs> If they're in that ocean at the top mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. I mean, the the greater problem there is that you're going to have to convince NASA that it's a good idea in terms of what we call planetary protection. Have you heard of that? <laughs> mm, to turn Pluto into a big fish tank. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go for it. It's a little far. You know, it took us nine years with one of the fastest spacecraft ever made with New Horizon that was launched in 2006 and he arrived in 2015. So it took us nine years and it was too fast to actually stop. So 
I'm not a huge believer in uh, interplanetary fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd all be dead by the time they got there. We'd have to create a salmon intergenerational space craft. An intergenerational fish spaceship? What are you talking about? That sounds great. Go along then. You could be the fish queen. <laughs> My lifelong dream. <laughs> you might just be a glorified aquarium technician. Yeah, okay. Less good. <laughs> and uh, that's our show, folks. Thank you to Constantine and Baptiste for joining us today. And as always, a special thanks to our listeners. And finally, if you have any cosmic object you want us to figure out how to destroy, let us know, and it could be featured in a later episode of the podcast. Our email is deadplanets at newscientists.com. And if you enjoy our podcast, you might also enjoy my free monthly space newsletter, Launchpad. Check it out at newscientist.com slash launchpad. And if you just want to chat about this episode or wrecking the cosmos in general, you can find us on Twitter at Chels White or at Down Here on Earth. Thanks for joining us. Bye. First, we don't know if there is an ocean, so these poor salmons are going to get thrown into a frozen surface. You're going to end up with a bunch of frozen salmon. And we know how to do that. You need to go to the, you know, it's already something we know how to do. This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk.